Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you've been having a good few days listening and enjoying. Well, this next one is the most fabulous Roger Taylor. I saw him the other evening at um, Shepherd's Bush Empire and he was extraordinary. The band were amazing. I mean, it was just one of the best rock and roll shows I've ever seen. Anyway, listen to Roger and um, let me know how you feel. Yeah, this is a fantastic episode. So if you're here for Roger, thanks so much. We really hope you enjoy it. Um, And then after this, we want to encourage you, check out some of the other episodes. Uh, We've had um, a real uh, collection of all kinds of different people um, share their stories over the last uh, few weeks. So check them out. But before you do that, let's jump in to Roger's story. This is Cocktails with Patty and Roger Taylor. Roger. Yeah. I've never made a Negroni before. Oh, it's equal parts. In this jug do of ice. Do you want to do it? Yes. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Apparently, we're meant to have a slice of a orange. A slice of orange, yeah, peel, actually, I think. Or is it just, I don't know. Not sure about that bit. Right. Here we go. So I thought if we make lots of it in that jug. Oh, right, okay. And here are our tall glasses. That's a good idea. That we can have. Two, three, oh, let's do four. That's, that's plenty. <laughs> this will get us chatty. Yeah, really good. I do love Campari. It's the, it's the strangest drink, isn't it? Yeah, it is. How do you normally drink Campari? Well, you can just have it. Oh, like Negroni, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes Campari and soda is very yeah, nice. Yeah, Campari and soda is lovely. Because it's not too sweet. Yeah, and with a bit of orange again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the orange that And one does more, it. and that's, that'll be done. There's a bloody lot of Negroni in there. There we are. Okay, okay so that's And then good. here's the stirrer. Yeah. Do we want more ice? Probably, yeah. It should be cold. That, that'll do. That is a proper bloody Negroni, I tell you. Thank you. Cheers, Roger. Sante. (laughs) Oh, wow. Not bad, eh? Oh, that is rather nice. Yeah. That's rather good. So there's no sort of mix in it. It's all just different alcohols. Yeah. I think that's why I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Roger, I was just trying to think where we first met. Do you remember... Blimey, that's a good one. I remember you many years ago, you were with your manager and I was with Peter Brown, the Beatles manager, and they took us out for lunch somewhere terribly Mm. smart that made us feel younger than we probably were. (laughs) No, we were young then. We were very young. (laughs) Well, we were younger. And they seemed like, you know, our old uncles that were taking us out for lunch. (laughs) 
But oh. I remember that, but you don't remember wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, it must have been somewhere, was it Morton's or somewhere like that? Or the White Elephant or somewhere like somewhere that? Somewhere like, it was the White Elephant. Was it? Was yes. it the one on the river? No. The one in, no, 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 no. The one near in, in Mayfair. In Mayfair. Mayfair, yeah, I know. I remember it, yeah. That must have been quite a long time ago. It was yeah. a very, very long time ago. Yeah. Was it John Reed, our manager? You were with John yeah. Reed. Yes, yeah. And he said, he said something like, oh, I can't believe I got away with calling a band Queen. And they well, both thought it was hilarious. Yes, but it and wasn't his idea, were, was it? Are yeah. they talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, John, you invented us, but you didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. How did you get the name? Fred's idea. Oh, was it? Well, Fred and I were, Freddie and I were running a stall in Ken Mar Kensington Market, which you'd remember. Yeah, um, I do. I loved it there. Yeah, I loved it oh. there too. It was a lot of fun. We were very broke, but uh, and and we, you know, we formed the band. We were trying to pay for our food basically by selling things. Yes. And um, and then we had lots of arguments about what we should call it, etc. And Brian and I had different ideas, and just the three of us at the time. And and then, but Freddie was absolutely certain it should be called Queen. And we realised all the connotations, and, and he says, well, it's short, and it's got two E's. And, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, in the end, he, and he was so sure about it, we sort of went with him. He, he managed to sweep you along, you know, yeah. with all his fabulous enthusiasm. How wonderful. Yeah. And it's a perfect name in time. It's sort of, yeah. nobody questions it, you know? It's just like, but it's, it's powerful in just one word as well. True. One word's good. It's, you know, it's, like, it's well, powerful. Like, you know, like cream. Who, I suppose, the who. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a name assumes, when people have it in their heads, it sort of assumes its own life, doesn't it? You know, like, I mean, Led Zeppelin. Uh, what? You know? <laughs> you know? And I mean, a lot of people in America thought that, you know, the lead singer was called Led. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they did oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that lead. No, that wasn't American, was it? Um, Westlake Jethro Tull. They, 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 thought, they thought Ian Anderson was Jethro, you know. And, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, mm. how funny. How but funny. I know, names are weird, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it was a good one. Negroni's up. There you go. Cheers. Cheers, Patty. This is such a good drink. Cheers. There you go. Do you remember the first time you had a Negroni? Oh. Yeah, I do. How did you fall in love with it? Well, I, I was I was twenty one, and uh, it was the first time I'd ever been abroad, believe it or not. And uh, I went to visit my girlfriend's, my girlfriend, and her family. His fa her father was in the RAF in Malta, right? And I flew out there on a four engine Britannia, uh, fifty quid it cost. Uh, um, is, that, is that a prop plane? <laughs> yeah, prop plane, four oh, engines, four prop yeah. engines, and. Um, yeah, and, and they, it was their habit to drink uh, Campari and Orange or, or Negronis, I think. And, and I remember thinking, ooh, I've got a taste for this. It's quite sophisticated in a way, isn't yeah, it? It is. And yes. I love the name, <laughs> Negroni. Negroni. It sounds as if it should be a Caribbean island. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an Italian castle or something. Oh, like that. yes. The Count of Negroni. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember ages ago you told me that when you left school you wanted to be a dentist. No. 
You well, didn't? No, I, I didn't want to be a dentist. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, was, I went to dental college in London, the London Hospital Medical College, and um, it was really, I've got to be honest, it, it was my sneaky, cunning way of getting to London. Um, and in those days, we had a, a free grant, believe it or not, from a Tory government. No, from a Labour government, yeah. uh, and um, which is quite odd, isn't it? Uh, but, you know, they paid for students. You didn't have to repay. And so I went, came to London, went to dental school, not very often, and, uh, and, and then eventually started the store with Freddie. And I met Brian May, and we formed a band, which was why I came to London, really. Oh, I see. I just wanted to be in a band. Right. But you grew up in Cornwall. Yeah. Were there no other musicians there at the time? Oh, no, there were t I'd been in a band since I was 12. And uh, we were, we used to, you know, when, when I was at school, we would play all the time around Cornwall, you know, two or three shows a week, uh, gigs a week for very little money, but it was it was better than nothing, you know. So you had to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, we grew up doing covers, soul songs, and then, you know, when people like Hendrix came along, we got into all that. And, um, yeah, so I'd, be, I'd been in bands for eight years by then, you know. Oh, right, yeah. right, of course. That was that was all I wanted to do, really. That, that was your passion? Yeah. It's all about London, isn't it? London's the it was, hub. And it was happening then? Oh, it? God, London It all was, started happening. London was, it felt like almost one of the main hubs of the world, you know, because, you know, the King's Road and, and it was after, it was, I, I guess, 68, 69 was when I arrived. Kind of, kind of the end of that glorious period. Um, but it was, it was happening, yeah. It was happening. I was, loved just walking on the King's Road yeah. and checking people out. Everybody yeah. was dressing... In a more cool way, it seemed, every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, well, you boys, were one of them. And the boys started growing their hair long, so you yeah. knew who was going to be, you know... Oh, absolutely. Cool dude to yeah, talk to. Kind of beautiful people, yes, yes. I've got to tell you, Patty, I remember, as a schoolboy um, uh, at school, older, but I, I remember there was a... They had the miniskirt, didn't they? Yes. And then there was a picture of you on the front of the Daily Mirror, I think it was, in... Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the micro skirt. <laughs> and uh, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> really, Roger, yeah. how funny. And um, with millions of others, I'm sure. Yeah, how funny. Yeah, we didn't mind how short our, our skirts no, were. No, we didn't mind how short they were. <laughs> I remember going to Paris with some models, you know, wearing, we are really short skirts. Yeah. And the French were horrified. The Parisians were horrified. Wow, yeah, they, they could didn't be like so, it at all. So sort of conservative. conservative. They were. They yeah, were conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we thought it was wonderful to be so rebellious. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we were saying, as you were saying, like London was leading. You know, we were. We were way. I love the French culture. And oh, me too. But I remember the French kids used to come over to London yeah. and go to this shop opposite the British Museum, and where they sold. Fair Isle jumpers. And all the <laughs> French girls used to love little yeah, V-necks, yeah. you know, Fair Isle jumpers. Wow. And yeah. they all looked so cool and leather jackets yeah. and yeah. these Fair Isle sweaters. God, I think we were really lucky to have been our age at that time in oh, history. Yeah. It really was a great time. And, and all the bands coming out of this country 
we're the best in the world, you know. We're, yeah. we, we were, um, we had the best groups, you know. And then, uh, even the Americans would admit that, I think. I know. And I remember going over to America with George and, you know, all the mm. bands wanted to meet George and wanted to know about the Beatles and course, the yeah. English music. And they were so interested. Yeah. Um, but I well, think I mean, they'd, they'd conquered the, the world, you know, hadn't they? In, in, they really did, and, and uh, of course they would have been fascinated, wouldn't they? Mm. You know, yeah. Where was your first tour with Queen? With Queen, well, we didn't. At first, we it was hard getting gigs, and I guess it was mainly colleges, you know. Oh right. The kind of college that was a big circuit then, the college circuit. The, you know, um, have, most universities would have dances, and, and which then turned into sort of concerts if, if uh, and that was the the best circuit really but i remember mick fleetwood telling me that they fleetwood mac did the same as you yeah right? yeah you know, the college tours there were a couple of years and ahead so, really and as soon as there was a break and they went off to the dressing room or whatever would have a, a drink guys would get up and they'd all rush for the drum kit and really? Mick would come back, yeah, oh God, all these, trying to peel all these people off Get his some drum work kit. on your drum kit. Did that no. happen to you? <laughs> no, no, it didn't actually, no, no. I think I would have got rather violent if, if I'd found anybody on, <laughs> on doing that. Yeah, I'm sure Mick Fleetwood would have scared anybody off anyway. Well, he's so tall, yeah. and he yeah. was so skinny and tall. Yeah, really, quite yeah. Scary. Yeah. God, they were great. Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, I love that incarnation of them and that. that the early stuff they did was fabulous. So beautiful, yeah. really yeah. beautiful. A song called Man of the World, I love that song. And I love, there's another song about a bird. Um, Albatross. A, Albatross. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah, Stunning. it was a big hit, wasn't it? Yes. Instrumental hit. You'd never get that, you don't, don't get instrumental hits these days, do you? No, and I think, I can't even think then, it was quite rare. It was really because the Shadows had done it a lot earlier. Oh, of course, yeah. And they'd had a stream of hits. I loved them. And uh, but then it sort of kind of the Beatles came along, and, uh, and then it was all about singing and, and writing great songs, you know. Mm. So, dear Freddie, he was a good friend of yours, wasn't he? Mm. Wasn't he magnificent? You knew Freddie, didn't you? Yeah. No, no, I would you love didn't. to no. have met him. Oh wow! No, he was absolutely. He was a gem. No, I don't really. Um, all the years that we were together, I don't. I don't really. We never really had a, a proper crossword. You know, had lots of crosswords with Brian. <laughs> we still do, but in a sort of fond way. Yeah. Because um, we are very fond of one another. Um, but with Freddie, no, never did. Amazing. We just got on. You know, Amazing. He had this infectious enthusiasm. Um, yeah, he was, he was just a one-off, you know. Uh, who would have known that all these years later he would have become so iconic, you know. Uh, great, we're just very proud of him. Do you know what did it for you? How, how did your band just explode? And everybody was so aware of Freddie suddenly. I think it looks, from the outside it looks like an explosion. I think anybody who's you know, suddenly got quite famous, but they've usually been working at it for years. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it took, took us three years to get a recording contract. So yeah. slugging it around with the little tape, you know, and uh, thinking, you know, your, your future's in this little tape. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. uh, so. For me, it was when we were in, um, when 
Geldof organised Live Aid. Oh, yeah. And Eric and I were in, in America. Yes. Uh, yeah. right? and, and Phil Collins, of course, greedy boy. Greedy boy. <laughs> did both countries, didn't he? He did, he did London, yeah, yeah. And then caught, uh, caught <laughs> Concord over to America. But, yeah. I mean, when, when you came on... He did sound a bit tired when he got to America. Yeah, he did, of course. <laughs> but when your band came on, Roger... Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was yeah, explosive. Yeah, yeah. For me, that did it. That just... I, it woke me up to your, your music oh, and yeah, to Freddie and, and the, the whole band. I thought it was wonderful. It's great, because the, the odds were against us, really, because we came on the bill very late, and so nobody bought tickets to see us, you know, in the audience. Um, but they knew it was a big all-star lineup, you know, and uh, and it was daylight, and which we're not, which we don't like really doing in daylight. But um, uh, but it was fantastic. I, I remember being, we were nervous, and we didn't normally get nervous, but we were quite nervous because and, of uh, the idea that the whole world would be watching. It was so much good to go wrong, you know. It was all so thrown together, and. You, you were literally thrown on stage almost, you know, because of the, the timing had to be oh, so exact for the telly around the world. And so, yeah, there's a lot to go wrong. And when Paul McCartney came on, I remember uh, his mic wasn't on. <gasps> it, was, it was in his monitor, but not in the PA. Oh. I remember I was standing right behind the PA and I think, Christ, Paul doesn't realise he's singing Let It Be. And his mic's not on. They can't hear his mic or they can hear the piano. So, you know, anything like that can happen to anybody. It's one yes. thing not being plugged in. Yeah. And uh, it was all right for us. It, it was, and we were pretty much, Fred was on fire. And, was, and we were good. We were, we, we were a very good band at the time. And, you were explosive. You were just... Yeah, it kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. Kind of worked. I mean, yeah. it really did. I think, I think that's what did it for Queen. Well, it, Live Aid. it kind of reignited our, our career. Yeah, definitely. It really did uh, really help, and of course it, it did it again because <laughs> they used it as the great device in our movie uh, recently, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the movie, you know, which was, that was a big, a big success, actually. Huge you know? success. Yeah. When I went to Japan, I mean, people there were yeah. mad about it. They'd seen it five, six, seven times. Yeah. They loved it so much. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> we were really surprised. We did not know what how it was going to do, you know, you, when you're dealing with Hollywood, um, you're in, it's like swimming in another pool with uh, something other than water in it, you know, it's, it, it's really very, um, very different experience than the music, you just don't know, it's very difficult, you know, dealing with people and, and um, again, so many things to go wrong. Was it frightening for you that it was out of your control? It was out of our control pretty much when we got the director involved, yeah. Once they start shooting, yes. it's like handing the gun to somebody else. Wow. Somebody told us that, actually, you realise when you, uh, when you, when they start shooting, you've, you've given the gun to them. And it's true. Wow. But they did a great job, I thought. They did did you feel job. insecure about it at any time? No, not really. I, I thought this, will, this, this might just disappear and be a damp squib. Uh, or, you know, might do okay, but I didn't dream it would do as well as it did. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Since poor dear Freddie left us, he's sort of replaced by Adam Lambert. Yeah. Do you get on with him? I think he's amazing. Oh, we get on like a house on fire. I think he's amazing. He is 
the most extraordinary singer. We were so lucky to find him. We get on so well. He's funny and humble and he's got this unbelievable voice. I think you've seen him, haven't you? Of course, yeah. yes, yeah. I yeah. have. And I'm so impressed at how humble he was in front of the audience. Yeah. And thankful to the whole band that they'd allowed yeah. him yeah. to sing with them. And here he is, yeah. this incredible... I love it. Every voice. night he says, look, the elephant in the room. I'm not Freddie Mercury. No shit. You know, I mean, and... No. You know, he is, he is Adam. Established that. And then they, they forgive him for not being Fred, you know. It's quite amazing what the people, they kind of think, oh, you know, Freddie's not there. Well, don't come, you know. Yeah. But yeah. what a heavy load for him to take on. Yeah, hell of a heavy load, actually. And he's, he does it magnificently, you know, mm. every night with a smile. And, you know, yeah, he didn't yeah. let the side down at all. No, no, he's absolutely amazing. I love him. Mm. I, agree. I agree. He's a bit young, though. Darling, you were one. No, that's we good. That's good, but it's just slightly annoying at times. Why? What What can he do that you Well, Brian and I could be his fathers. <laughs> are you having, are you planning a tour soon? Yeah. We're, um, we've, we've had to postpone our European tour twice. Uh, and uh, it was meant to be last year. Yeah. And then May, June, July. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then it was meant to be this year, May, June, July. And... We just thought, no, it's just not, you know, we don't know if it's going to be possible. Right. So we've postponed it again, but it's completely sold out. So every ticket's sold. Of course. So, of course. Um, and it's going to be May, June, July next year, assuming Brian and I can still do it. But we can. I think we can. Of course you will. And it's, it's, it's got a bit longer as well, actually, so... I think we'll be doing about 40 dates on that tour. That's quite a lot. How is, how is Brian? He's great. He had a terrible um, beginning of the year, actually. He was very ill. He had a heart attack. Uh, and wow. um, they found he needed stents and stuff. Oh, right. And he, he, he had a, an accident or something in the garden. And, he, and then he had this terrible stomach thing. And it was, he was really quite ill. And he's devoted his entire life for the last six months to getting better. And he is. So he's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. He's good, but he's had a really awful year. Poor him. Poor yeah. him. Yeah. I remember my uncle, who spent most of his life in, in Africa mm. in, with various tribes, etc., etc., etc. When he came to England, Eric was giving a concert in Guildford, oddly enough, and my uncle brought his shooting stick with him to sit on. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> didn't, it. Yeah. Didn't trust the seating arrangement. Oh, very sensible idea. Very sensible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think when, when you get to, I'd say my age, I won't say your age, but um, I think we've got a right to, to sort of not try too hard and be comfortable, you know. I want to be comfortable now, you know. Uh, yeah, and also to recognise the fact that we're not the age we are in our no, head. No, We're actually no, uh, I'm not, older than that. Not 38. You're 38, are you? Yeah, I'm 38. Ah, oh, funny, I'm 35. Ah. Well, in my head. you do look younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, but, you know, in our heads. I know. I go around thinking I'm 35. And then you have to realise, oh, God, no, I'm an old git. I'd, yeah. No, I'd look silly if I do that. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because you know in as your As long head, as you haven't seen the funny side. Yeah. Yes, of course. Mm. I, I tried skipping along the, the drive the other day, and I, I can't even skip. This is ridiculous. 
Have you tried climbing over a gate recently? <laughs> no. You're getting up all right. It's getting down on the other side. You, you just jump normally. Yes. Oh, I'm not sure I want no, to jump. But no. <laughs> yes, with one leg over, right over the top, do you turn around? Which way do you turn around? And will the other leg follow as well? Yeah, no. Or will you have to pick it up? No, no. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Let's that. Let's go for a long walk, Roger. Yeah. Gates and fences and hedges to climb. I don't mind if I ever walk. No, I love a walk. I can't bear running. Walks I can do. I, I always hated running. I mean, have you ever seen a happy runner? I've no. never seen one with a bloody smile on his face. Have you seen a happy cyclist? No. Happy old men. No, I've seen a lot of old men, though, wearing very tight lycra that shouldn't be wearing that. They obviously think they're 24. Yeah. It's interesting, just the difference of a few, what a few years make. Yeah, I saw the Picasso's gone. There was that, uh, that, that dreadful restaurant. <laughs> it's gone. gone. It hasn't. Yeah, gone. Finally. Yeah, where Geldof used to hang out every day. I mean, you know, it's quite not, not all bad. But he'd go there every day to have a, a really bad breakfast. Absolutely. I remember gone, going there in the gone. 60s. Yeah. I mean, it should have been a, a, a museum to restaurants. But then there was Granny Takes a Trip, wasn't there? That was great. Do you remember it? One, one time they had a... The half car. a car. Absolutely. Was no great. It was fantastic, right. yeah. Nigel was half, so a, half an American car sticking out of the front of the shop. And that was the front of the shop. Yeah. Ooh, that's quite unusual. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And the clothes were the best. He made me the most beautiful velvet suits and yeah, corduroy well, suits. I used to get all my nice. stuff there. Yeah. yeah. All the velvets were... Mm. It, they were really beautiful clothes. Yeah, and beautifully cut. And In fact, I still got some, which I think my ex... And some of my, couple of my kids were. Absolutely. Very cool clothes they were. Have you got yeah. plans to go anywhere this summer? Yeah, I, I, I'll be on boats. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, um, we, had a, we had a bit of bad luck with my new boat. Why? Uh, well, uh, somebody's masts fell on top of my masts <gasps> and broke them so they're going to make new ones. So, yeah. What a dreadful thing to yeah. happen. You remember the old boat? Yes, I love the old boat. Yeah. I went on the old boat. Yeah, she's, she's, we spruced her up and put her back in the water. How lovely. Very pretty boat. Yeah, she was a nice old thing. Really she? beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Really beautiful. Been all Very over gentle. on that boat. I've been hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles on that boat. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went through the Panama, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were you on it? Huh? Were you on her? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. No. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. That's when you suddenly feel really small next to those Panamax car transporters, you know, and they're you know, up to a thousand feet long and, and 82 feet wide. Then. Really? I think they're building another canal next door to the Panama. I mean, the Panama is two canals. People don't realise that. It's, it's not one, it's two. And there's a big lake in the middle. And it was built, which is incredible, the year before the First World War. Oh. How the fuck wow. did they do that? How did they do it? But how did they know it was going to be so busy? Well, I mean, it was cutting out 8,000 miles. Right? Oh, yeah, uh, of course. But what they didn't know was that the Pacific is a metre and a half lower than the Atlantic. I don't believe it. So do they have a lock? They've got 13 locks, I think. I think it's 13. Yeah. 
bloody good job. How did that happen? Right. How, that's extraordinary. I don't, so can't they, get my head around that. Well, when they first trying to build it, the French, I think, uh, were, they're trying to go straight through. Yeah. And so many people died of yellow fever and, and I think malaria. Uh, they stopped and there were no locks. Mm. And if they'd done that, um, the Atlantic would have flowed through uh, the canal and wiped out the, the um, Galapagos. So, you know, forget it. You think wow. you, so you're going to get the Atlantic going straight into the Pacific. A, a metre and a half of the Atlantic, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's an awful lot. of a body of water. Mm. That is no, not extraordinary. A lot of people that's I'm full of crap like that. <laughs> <laughs> Roger. Well, that, I, I think that's, I'm pretty certain that's all true. Yeah. yeah. That is extraordinary. Yeah. I wonder if you've travelled more than me. I think you have. I couldn't have done, Roger. Well, I think you have. How many tours have you been on? Do you know? Rough guess. No idea. How many a year? Oh, well, when the, uh, about three a year when we were in the, in the old days, but not anymore. About two a year recently. But... You travel to places of only really intrinsic interest, whereas I would, I just see the bloody big cities where the, where the, That's such a shame. Where the audiences are. Yes. And we miss out a lot, you know. You do, unless so you if know. we go, well, to Japan, I mean, I, 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 we have actually toured all over Japan, but, but it's not like if you went there as a pure tourist and you wanted to go over, you'd go to all the, the really interesting sites. You know, I've seen a lot of Japan, but, no, but it's like coming to England and going to London, and you know, and but you miss out, you miss out on the Peak District or the or the or the Lake District and the Cornwall or whatever. You know, you'd never see that. You just see the the centres of population. You need to know somebody on the ground, somebody who lives there, True. that can with not waste time but just you take don't you to have, all the great. So you don't always have time. You've no. got to move on, you know, you're in Munich, then you're in Berlin, then you're in Hamburg, and then you're in Paris, and then you're in uh, uh, Prague, and then you're in... Uh, I love Prague. Yeah, I love Prague, actually. Prague's cool, isn't it? That's so actually, beautiful. Yeah, and you need to go to Prague, because oh, it's got it all. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Are your tours divided up into doing either Europe, which then takes in Sweden and Norway, etc., yeah, yeah. or America... Or Australia. Well, we've just, the last tour we did, which was brilliant, um, we went to Korea, Seoul, uh, Japan, New Zealand, and Australia. And that's oh, one I tour. I see. I see. Okay. A, a that Far Eastern world. tour, really. Yeah. Right. But that's the way to do that, I think. And then you'd do an American tour, which would be a North American tour, because there's so many places to play. Yeah. That's Canada and US. Right. Uh, and maybe Mexico City, but. Probably not. Um, and then you could do, we've done South American tours, which are quite difficult to do, but... Um, uh, so where in South America would you play? When we do all the capitals, you know, you do uh, Rio, uh, Sao Paulo, Buenos Aires, um, maybe Caracas, but not right now because it's too dangerous. Um, yeah. Maybe Lima, uh, maybe... Uh, the others, Montevideo, uh, I don't know. Mm. Um, Santiago, maybe. Wow. Mm. They all sound so wonderfully glamorous. Just it's partly glamorous. Rio is glamorous. Yeah. Uh, although it's brutal, but glamorous. Yeah, yeah. 
love Rio, actually. And Rio is special. Yeah, yeah. Did you have any sort of scary moments? Oh, yeah, loads. Loads and loads. What's the one that comes to mind? Oh, Mexico. Mexico was very difficult. Um, it's just, a, it's a mad country, you know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, uh, last time we were in Mexico, it was a long time ago, uh, and it was probably changed a bit, but it's very violent, it's very corrupt. Oh, is it, right? it is so corrupt. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Yes, we had to bribe everybody from the chief of police down who said, oh, that'll take care of everything. And then we had to bribe everybody under him. Oh, no. As they all came up one by one by one. In the end, we ran out of money and penthouse and Playboy magazines to bribe customs officials with. And so we cut the short tour in half. I don't believe it. Yeah. <gasps> it, wasn't, it wasn't safe. You know, there were ramps collapsing and... Because you know they hadn't done it properly, and, and, uh, and it was big stadiums. Uh, it was really scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm told it's changed a lot for the better. Um, you know, you've got to be honest. Um, you have to pay everybody, but you know, you know, you know to do it, get anything done. And um, yeah, it's the miracle we got our equipment out. We only got our equipment out by leaving the 11 acres of astroturf that we took down there to put on the pitch is, you know, do you put, so you're trying to protect the pitch. Right. So we thought, well, we'll leave the astro turf, it's not worth that much, <laughs> but we'll get everything else onto the Flying Tiger um, uh, jumbo jets, you know, that, that yeah. Gosh. So while they were stealing the astro turf, we were getting all the gear out <gasps> uh, safely back to Texas. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a shame because it's such a beautiful country in many ways, you know. Yeah. Well, we've had a life, haven't we? <laughs> Do you know we have? Yeah. And I think we're very lucky. Of course we are. I think we've been We're survivors, a... Betty. <laughs> yeah, we will not. And yes, absolutely. Why give in? No way. Right, yeah. No way. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And that's part of how we are and our generation, I think. We survived yeah. because I saw in my parents that they had no sort of real joy for life. They had no energy, and certainly not the energy that I have, that we have. Yeah. And, you know, and I suppose because at that time they'd lived through part of the war when they were young, 18, 20, whatever. Yeah. And then they were miserable because there was very little around. Little yeah, joy, little music. The 50s, the 50s were music. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was one, but it was a horror. I just remember everything was sort of dull green or grey or beige. Roger. Yes, Patty. I want to thank you very much for coming here and also for introducing me to the best way to drink a Negroni. And that's with you, Roger. What a, what a lovely evening we've been having, <laughs> and um, thank you so much. Oh, it's been it's been lovely, and thank you very much for having me, and thank you for these delicious tidbits of quail's eggs, and, uh, and apparently uh, olives are very good for you. Uh, and yeah, it's been lovely. Uh, and uh, if I've offended anybody, um, I'd just like to say good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, listening back to the interview I did with Roger, 
was absolutely fantastic. He's so amusing, he's so cool, and um, I, I could just listen to him endlessly. He has wonderful stories. And one thing he said about Brian, which was a bit upsetting at the time, about him not being well. But anyway, when I went to his concert the other evening, um, Brian made the most spectacular appearance for a couple of numbers, looking marvellous, looking like Brian, giving it all, and, um, and it was great to see him. So he didn't look that ill, he looked fantastic. But, um, you know, thank you, Roger, again. It was so, it was so joyous chatting to you. I hope everybody else enjoys it. I'm sure they will. Yeah, amazing episode. I love that episode. It was uh, great to meet Roger and uh, hear all these different stories. And um, I imagine there are many, many stories that, that Roger could share. So oh, yes. who knows? Hopefully we can get him back. Um, but for now, like you said, I hope everyone enjoyed that episode. And um, we're going to take a short break over the next couple of weeks. We've got a few more guests um, to, to come, but we're just going to take a couple of weeks just to prepare for that. We'd love it if you could connect with the podcast and you can do that um, via the socials, which uh, if you're on Facebook is official Patty Boyd. On Instagram, it's Patty Boyd official. On Twitter, it's at the Patty Boyd and the YouTube channel is Patty Boyd official. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you'd like to leave a review, that would really help out the podcast. Um, but until next time, look after yourselves. <laughs> Keep the mask on. I recently went to Spain, well, for the last four days anyway, and I was amazed to see that absolutely everyone walking out in the streets, in bars, in restaurants, everywhere, people are wearing their masks. So we've got to keep trying, otherwise it'll never, ever go away. Indeed, indeed. Until next time, see you soon. Bye.